with this week's Tuesday CU Press Lunch and Audio. You're going to hear from head coach Mike McIntyre first, followed up by sixth-year senior defensive back Jared Bell, and finally quarterback Sefo Lufau. Of course, we play USC on uh, ESPN. Um, our guys are excited about it. The one thing that I noticed, um, you know, we're the only game on in America that night, um, so it's good exposure for us and, uh, of course, for USC. And uh, they're an excellent football team, um, very talented. Um, offensive line is huge and athletic. Um, and they've got, their, I think, um, Cody Kessler's an excellent quarterback who will play on Sundays. Defensively, um, uh, they're, they've got a, a big front, um, and the linebacking core is good. But their secondary, to me, is um, extremely athletic and um, uh, very, very quick and can make a lot of plays. Um, I'm glad there's only one of Dory Jackson because it seems like there's four of him. Um, he's everywhere. He's an excellent player. Uh, we got to know where he is. When he comes in on offense, we got to know where he is. Um, and uh, he's also an excellent returner. So I'll take any questions from there. The, the fact you guys are on ESPN and you're the only game, um, is there some pressure to have a good performance because you want to you know, show pretty well for recruits and things like that? Uh, I think there's always pressure to have a good performance. Um, I just think it's exciting for our kids to be able to play a you know, a night game at home um, on a Friday night is pretty exciting. And, you know, um, I, you know, I hate that it conflicts with some of the high school, but a lot of the high school is done now, too. Um, there's some playoff games that are extremely important. But uh, so there'll be a lot of high school kids all over the country watching it, which is which would be good for us also. As a follow-up to that, what can it do recruiting-wise, the fact that you're the only team on Yeah, well, I think it, one thing you can show off our, uh, show off our stadium, um, our, our program, um, I think there'll be some stuff on there about our new facility, which would be great for us. And then, of course, you know, winning the football game helps a lot also. Yesterday we, we joked about the weather, but seriously, have, do you know what the temperature is supposed to be at kickoff and what the, uh, what the forecast is? Uh, no, I don't. I'll just show up in Tyler. I have the correct stuff in my locker for me to put on <coughs> no matter what the weather is. I, I don't know what the weather um, is going to be. I don't. Do you, do you ever know in Colorado what the weather's going to be? <laughs> you could be a weatherman. We'd be 50-50. We'd be all right. I imagine it'd be a little cold being a night game, of course. Because I think the last time they were here was their second coldest game ever in the history of their program. Okay. Is that correct? Would you like to see that happen again? I... <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, with, with it being, you know, the Friday night blackout, it's senior night, it, it's, uh, you know, uh, Zim's last game calling. Does it feel like it's kind of all setting up for it to possibly be a story beginning for the seniors here at Folsom? Well, I think it's, ex uh, you know, there's a lot of exciting things going on. Anytime it's the seniors' last game, that's always uh, special um, to the to our whole team and especially those seniors. I, uh, and it, it's so true. Um, all of you can remember when you were in college and you blink. And you get there as a freshman, you think, oh, it's going to last forever. Your sophomore year, when's this ever going to end? And then it blinks. And then after you're out about three years, you wish you could go back, you know. And um, the, the exams aren't really that tough compared to real life. And uh, so I, I think that the, the guys have, you know, the, the seniors are excited about it. Of course, their parents will be. Um, it's kind of a bittersweet type moment. Um, and then, uh, you know, the, the blackout's nice. And then, of course, um, for Zim's last game, um, uh, that's uh, – Extremely special for him and um, for Bridget and all their family and, and of course for all the the CU fans from years and years and also former players um, and you know when you um, 
turn on the radio next year, you won't hear his voice. Um, and so I know that, that that's going to be also tough. But I think it's great to honor him, and he deserves it. And I'm, I'm really glad he's here because this time last year, we all weren't sure he was going to be here. And so I'm really excited that we're here and we're able to honor him, and he's able to be honored. Coach, more on that same senior night. But I wonder if you could pick out two or three seniors that, that you'll be thinking about when, when all that has happened Friday night. Because you, you, a few weeks ago you talked about how you see a guy make a play, and what I see is what the meetings that we had or the things that mm -hmm. he went through in his life. Right. Pick out a couple of seniors maybe that, that you might be really thinking about as all that's going through. Well, you know, it's hard just to pick out a few. I, I, I know what you're saying, but I, I think about all of them. Um, even the guys that haven't got to play a lot, um, you know, uh, Ed Caldwell and Vinny Arivia and those guys that give everything they've got every day on the practice squad and show up with a big smile on their face and excited to be here. You know, there's other guys that fit, um, um, Finch who fits into that category and um, means so much to our program, but a lot of the fans don't really know who they are. Um, and then, of course, you've got the, the Nelson Spruces and the um, Christian Powells and all those guys and Justin Solis. And you can, I can just keep naming Kenneth Crawley. I don't want to forget anybody, but all the guys that play a lot that you know about. Um, and you know, each one of them has their own unique story. Each one of them has a unique story out of their families. Um, and uh, there's a lot of pride there. Um, and, you know, definitely, uh, you know, senior night is big, but. Uh, Graduation in December and graduation in May really is even bigger. And uh, so those young men are going to do that also, and that's exciting. And some of them already have graduated. And, you know, Stefan Nimbot's story, I think, it, I don't know if you'll have – you won't ever have another story very similar to that ever. Um, and his story is amazing. And to see that and, um, and, and see him be able to – Walk out there too. Can so, you tell us a little bit about Arvia and Caldwell, since people, most people don't know about. Well, um, you know, Ed and uh, Arvia play on our offensive line on our scout team. Um, they back up on our um, some of our different special teams, and they're they're walk-ons that give everything they got and love the place. And both of them did internships this summer and worked out and then came back and you know paying their own way to school. And um, there's a lot of other guys on our team that do that, but they're, they're two guys that. You know, the offensive line area, to, to go out there and be the scout offensive lineman every day um, and, and be a backup on field goal and do some things there, and, and they travel with us, and they're, um, you know, they're the heart and soul. And offensive linemen are always the most unselfish people on the team, but I would say a, a scout team offensive lineman has got to be uh, one of the most humble people, and they're both very bright. They both already have jobs set up. I, no doubt in my mind, I think they'll be extremely successful. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and do really well in life. And uh, I think a lot of the qualities they learned um, in football have helped that. So last week, Stanford was more of a run-first team. How does the defense change against a more pass-friendly offense? Right. Um, they, are a, they do have a good passing attack, but since Coach Helton's come in, they're running the ball more. Um, and uh, um, so the thing is, is they're very balanced. And uh, to me, a, a, a balanced football team with – a weapon they have at quarterback with the speed they have outside really you got to be able to keep you a little bit off balance um, and so they're they're good um, you know the receivers are fast athletic um, quarterback the thing that's neat about Cody Kessel when you see him you might think well he's not really he can really get out of the pocket and is very accurate when he gets out of the pocket so you got to be careful on how you pass rush him you definitely got to rush him you definitely got to hurry him um, but he's able to make um, uh, plays on his on the move and hit 
receivers downfield. The other thing, their receivers are very good run after catch, um, very athletic, um, that fact. So we're going to have to get up on them and um, have to do some different things. Um, if you just sit in zone coverage, they'll pick you apart and they'll run it well. So you've got to do a lot of different things. They're, they're a balanced offense. And again, you know, I think their offensive line is really what makes it go. You know, their skill guys are great, but their offensive line is very big and very athletic. Coach, does, does it get any easier watching your seniors graduate and kids that you've had for, for four years? You know, you've got to kind of let them go and move on to, to the next step. Of the does that ever get easier for you, or is it always a hard thing to do to kind of watch them leave the program? I, I think one side of it, you're extremely happy for them. The other side of it, you um, feel a lot of um, love and concern for them, and you'd like to have them here, and you realize they're moving on. So you're like, um, you know, um, and, and as far as that goes, so you, you have mixed emotions both ways, but uh, you also know it's time to let them move on and let them go on um, and, and keep growing. And you hope that you hope that you've had an influence on them that makes a difference in their life. You really do. Like you know, Christian Powell, he's obviously led this team in rushing the last three years, and. Um, before the season, you talked about how much it would mean to him to do it four years in a row. Uh -huh. As the season gone, has gone along, his role has really changed, and um, he didn't carry the ball the other night. Uh, mm -hmm. You talked about how he has adjusted that role and how um, you know how he's really handled kind of being a walking back now instead of a runner. Yeah, uh, uh, Christian's done a very good job of that. He's a, he's um, doing a good job with his role. He's one of the guys on our leadership council. Um, we have different things in different games. He's been able to carry the ball at different times more. We've had different packages depending on what we thought was best to attack the opponent. Um, and uh, I've been, um, Christian's a, a, a great young man and a, a guy that's meant a lot to this program and, and it means a lot to our team. Coach, uh, obviously you guys have a sense of urgency every week, but now with three games left and needing three wins to, to be bowl eligible, are you noticing an extra sense of urgency in the players and maybe the seniors? Well, I, there, you know, there's a sense of urgency uh, for us to, to make sure we get some more wins, there's no doubt. Um, and I think also there's a sense of urgency by the, by the seniors. I mean, you, you kind of understand, especially with our last home game being now when you got two on the road. Sometimes it's usually it's you got one game after that or you have your last game here. So I think that that's kind of um, gave a little bit more sense of urgency, I would say, um, in the sense of knowing this is our last home game and here we go. Coach, I know that uh... – Coach Mac Brown's doing the game for ESPN too. Yes. On uh, Friday night, if I'm not mistaken, you, your father and he had a pretty good relationship or something, didn't they? Yes, they did. Um, uh, Coach Brown and my dad are know each other really well. Um, Coach Brown's brother, Watson Brown, was the offensive coordinator for my dad at Vanderbilt. I've known the family for a, a long time, and uh, I think the the world of the Brown family, and they they think the world of my dad, and um, and then of course um, um, Mac Brown also he. Played at um, Vanderbilt, and um, so there's. I mean, and, and Watson played at Vanderbilt, and um, so there was some uh, ties. There. I think I don't know if Mac did. I know Watson did. Mac went State. Yeah, and then, but he was. I think he might have been there. I, I don't know. But anyway, I'll, I'll get it all straight. But I, I know uh, Coach Brown, and he's always been really, really nice to me throughout my career. When I would see him on the road recruiting or at conventions or that type of thing, and. Um, I remember when he was at Appalachian State when he first started, I think it was his first head job was at App State. And uh, my brother and um, uh, my dad went up there and spent some time with him and showed him all around. And, but they've been uh, really close and have, um, have talked a lot through the years. Coach, kind of a random question. It seems like every practice 
Tyrone McKenzie and the outside linebackers are the last guys out there working. Mm -hmm. What has it meant to have Tyrone, a guy with kind of his pedigree as a grad assistant? Uh, it's been great. Um, Tyrone has been a uh, – I wouldn't say a pleasant surprise. I really didn't know Tyrone that well. I knew who he was. Coach Levitt knew him really well. And uh, so when we brought Tyrone in, um, he has done a phenomenal job. He's a great worker. He has a, a great rapport um, with, with the players. And, uh, you know, he has great experience, and um, of course, in college and in the NFL. And, uh, but he's been, a, you know, he's been a, a real world wor worker and done a great job with the young men. And very, I'm very glad that he's on our staff. Talked about the athleticism that USC possesses. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, it just puts more pressure on, I guess, open field tackling and things like that. But how do you counteract a team that has so many high-level athletes? Because you may not see that every day. Right. No. Um, yeah, they have the most we've seen, um, and they've had the most we've seen every year. <laughs> um, so uh, you know, you you have to be able to to tackle them in space. The thing you have to do is you. On defense, you have to anticipate a little bit more. You have to kind of recognize the sets and anticipate what they're going to do. Um, and, you know, they got certain guys that you better get down close to because if they get the ball in space, it's hard to get them. And then the other thing you do is you, you have to – you hear coaches say this all the time, and it's a true – you have to run to the football like crazy because if they make them miss, at least you can get the guy cutting back and the next guy could be there. So the effort there um, and, you know, uh, in that – Case we'll play a few more guys to keep us fresher. If we um, and, and that way, there's more guys getting to the football. Um, so we've worked on that, and uh, and then um, you just got to play sound. You know, if you're off, if you're outside leverage and you're supposed to be inside leverage, you could be in trouble. So you have to be really exact. And uh, our our guys are getting better at that on defense. We're having less and less of those type of just mistakes, um, and which is helping us some. Um, and we got to make sure we're on, on our P's and Q's this week. The one team that really shut them down was Washington. Mm -hmm. um, they seem to really come out with an attacking defense. That right. Is there other things from that Washington game that you can maybe replicate? Yeah, Washington played really well. You know, Washington's playing, been playing excellent on defense all year, and they were good on defense last year. Um, they're outside linebackers. Don't know their names. I just know 42 and 41, they're long and athletic, and they make a lot of plays on film. Um, and, uh, you know, they've changed uh, since that game, Southern Cal's kind of changed their offense a little bit. And uh, so I think that um, they've, you know, I don't, I don't think I know. They've gone a little bit more running attack, a little bit more uh, of that type of thing. Um, and uh, I think that's helped them a little bit on offense. They weren't spread out as much as they were in that game. Coach, forgive me for not knowing this, but have you ever if so, what is that, what's it like to be an interim head coach? No, I've never been around an interim head coach. Um, I've never been one, and I've never been around it um, in 26 years of coaching. So I, 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 can, I don't know how that is um, and uh, how that works out. It's, um, I know it's got it, – Coach Helton's doing an excellent job, um, and uh, I think he did it before also um, for the bowl game a couple years ago. And so he, he, um, he's doing a good job at it and understands it and um, um, organization of everything is the, is the key of that. Anything else for Coach Mack? Thank you. All right, thank you.
Jared, uh, I'll ask the first question here. How do you think your sixth senior day is going to compare to your fourth and fifth senior day? <laughs> you know, uh, hopefully we go out there and then get the job done. So I go out on top in a victory in my last game at Folsom Field. Jared, looking at you know your last six years, can, can you tell us what's changed, not only within the program, but the fan base and, and everything that's changed for you in the last six years? Oh, man, that's, that's a loaded question, you know. Uh, but, you know, you've... It's been a lot of ups and downs, you know, especially for me and the things that I've seen. You know, uh, a lot of people weren't a part of that before and couldn't see it. But for me, I've seen the program go up and down, and now it's back up again, rising. You know, the fans are there supporting us at every game. You know, they're not leaving in the second quarter anymore, you know, so we're, we're grateful for that, you know. And just uh, overall unity in your team, you know, it's been increasing. You know, it's more of a family now again, so it's just it's been a, a change for the better in this past, this past year. Obviously, you know you don't see a teammate go down with, with Ryan Moore having injury, but um, is there something special for you that, that this has allowed you to be able to um, play a lot as you're coming down the stretch here, and especially be allowed a chance to play in your last game here at Folsom? Play on the defense side. Yeah, I mean it's, it's unfortunate what Ryan goes through. You know, I still talk to him every day, and he's doing well now, so I'm happy to hear about that. You know, but it, you know it's uh, I'm really happy that I got this opportunity. You know, especially my, my senior year, go out. I'm starting in uh, my last senior game, you know, hopefully my last senior game, but uh, of course, so it's a blessing, you know, and I'm going to take full advantage of it. So it's your last home okay. game, but you still have two, two more road games after that, and you guys are kind of right there on the brink. You need to win these final three and be full eligible, which was the stated goal at the beginning of the year. I guess where is this team's sense of urgency, and can it be even higher than it's been? Yeah, you know, it's a, now we know that we have to win these games, you know. So coach has been preaching every day, it's urgency, it's important, you know. It's been a short week, so the intensity is even higher because it's a short week. So we got to prepare even better and with the more intense and more focus, you know. So, I mean, it's our, like we said in the beginning of the season, it's, it's our goal, and, you know, nobody has lost sight of that. So that's one thing we're still fighting for. <coughs> if I'm not mistaken, a couple of years ago, before the USC game, uh, you guys had moved Didi Goodson over from offense and defense to start in the secondary. How has uh, how has your secondary evolved and to where you guys are maybe better equipped to handle the receivers and the speed that they have at USC? Yeah, that was my uh, my sophomore year when I got hurt. They moved Didi over to, to DB, you know, and now the biggest difference is we have depth and we're all healthy, you know. We've been able to last a, a, whole, a whole season, you know, without many injuries. So now that we have the depth and the experience back there, you know, it's, it's been a – a blessing for the defense and, you know, it's helped Coach Levitt in his play calling that he wants to do. Jared, you've talked a little bit about uh, Cody Kessler. He had a pretty good game against the Bucs last year and about what you guys have seen yeah, uh, he's a good quarterback. You know, he has a great arm. He's mobile in the pocket. You know, and he has uh, great athletes on his on the offensive side of the ball. So you know, it's important for us to like any other quarterback to get pressure on him and knock him off his rhythm. You know, so I mean, we have to be assignment sound this game. And if not, it can be a long day like it was in previous years. But you know, we we plan on going out here. And, uh, coaches have a, a great game plan schemed up for him. You know, we're gonna go out here and execute. Jared, six years here. Obviously, you have tons of memories. Is there any? Uh, best memories you can pick out or favorite plays that you've made or, you know, favorite games or anything like that? Uh, I mean, anytime you win is always a, a good memory, you know. But, uh, you know, uh, let's see. Last year, I mean, two years ago when we played at C, I had a fumble return for a touchdown, you know, so that's a good memory to have for me. Uh, when I had a, a Central Arkansas was, I had an interception for a touchdown, you know. Then uh, 
what was it, our last Pac-12 win before the state was the Cal two years ago. That was that was a great feeling for the program for myself personally. You know, just anytime we can w get a win, you know, it's always a great feeling. Yes, sir. So, um, is it true that SoCal guys can't stand the cold, and how big of an advantage might that be for you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's fact that nobody from California likes the cold. You know, if it's under sixty degrees, we, we got hoodies and sweaters on. But you know, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to be too cold this week on Saturday. I mean, no matter what the weather is, we still have to go out there and play. You know, it's, the weather's not going to dictate the game. It's going to be us on defense and offense side of the ball that's going to dictate the game. So, like I said before, we have to go out there execute, do our jobs, and more importantly, not shoot ourselves in the foot like we've been doing in previous games and, and finish. Anything else for Jared? All right, thanks, Jared. Thank you. Thank you. So, we just talk about going up against uh, this USC defense. They've had some struggles this year, but obviously a lot of great athletes on that team. Um, how different are the challenges compared to what you guys have seen in the past weeks? I think it's I think it's kind of similar in uh, schematically in terms of what they do, but you know you you said it first. You know they have a lot of great athletes, and you know we it it just adds to the amount of consistency and execution that we have to do because uh, even if they mess up something uh, schematically, they could they could make up for it uh, with skill. So we have to be ready to go this week. Speaking of the USC defense, they had a really good game last week against Arizona. They got to the quarterback a lot, stopped the run. What is the offense doing to prepare for that? Uh, you need to be able to execute. Um, I think it starts with the with the O line up front, being able to run the ball, um, setting up the pass, and uh, just being able to get that first first down. You know, keep the drive going and keeping our defense on the sideline, giving them a break. Seth, obviously, you want to win every game for yourself. But the fact that this is the final home game for. Seniors on this team, has that added anything else to, to this game? Yeah, it definitely does. You know, you always want to send your seniors out right, and you want to protect your home field. And so we want to do a really good job this week of being prepared and being able to go out there and get a win. Seth, <clears throat> obviously you guys always have a sense of urgency, but, you know, three games left, you need three to make it to a full eligibility. Is there an added sense of urgency this week? No, it's just focus on the next game. And, you know, this week it's USC, and so... You focus on this one, and uh, you just worry about the other ones when they come. You know, USC is a great team, and you definitely can't overlook them. You know, you just got to take it one game at a time. Uh, throughout the season, we talked about uh, just mistakes you guys have made, either offensively or defensively, to kind of hurt yourselves. And they keep coming up, even just a little thing like a false start on a third and two, making a third and seven. Um, how close are you guys maybe eliminating some of those things or reducing some of those so you can actually you know, keep drives going and, and produce some I think we're really close. You know, I just think it comes down to uh, the mental aspect of the game. You know, I think physically um, we're there in terms of matching other teams. It just comes down to knowing what you're supposed to do on certain plays and uh, being poised in uh, big-time situations. Uh, Sefo, looking at your receivers, how have they progressed over the course of the season? Oh, they progress well. You know, I think the receivers do a really good job of getting open, uh, making some big time plays. Uh, it ultimately just uh, comes down to getting the ball to my playmakers. I know you talked about this before, but can you talk a little more about Donovan Lee and his versatility, being able to play different roles in the backfield, that, that wideout, etc. 
and uh, do you see him becoming more and more of a weapon as time goes on? Yeah, I definitely think so. You know, I think Donovan's done a really good job of learning and switching around in different positions because that can, that can be hard sometimes. <clears throat> trying to learn uh, blocking schemes as a running back and, and routes as a receiver, and I think he's done a really good job, and he's become a really big weapon for us. You know, sometimes we'll have him out in the slot, and we'll keep him out there. Sometimes we'll move him back into the backfield, and so it just gives the defense another thing to worry about and think about, and uh, he's doing a great job, and so we'll keep utilizing him. So do you know if you'll have Shea back this week, and you talk about what it would mean to have a healthy Shea Fields against a team like USC? Uh, it, it would mean a lot. You know, it would... I definitely stretch the defense a little bit uh, with his speed, and um, he's, he's just a great all-around receiver, and it gives the defense something to think about and uh, another weapon for me to use on offense. Can you say whether he'll be back or not? You know? I'm pretty sure he'll be back. I mean, I've seen him out there practicing, so 